Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners. Created by pet professionals for pet professionals. And now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up, everyone? Joe Zuccarello here, and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragonpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hey everyone, this is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast, and this is a podcast where you get to listen in on a real coaching call between myself and a pet industry expert. Again, most of these experts are brought to you by, as a result of actually, your questions that you submit to us. So be sure to submit your questions to Hey Joe questions at paragonpetschool.com, and we will hopefully be able to round up some experts to answer your questions in the future. So we are joined today again by Monica Savayos, and Monica is the owner uh, of, of Sniff Design. I say Sniff, N-S-N-I-F-F, as in dog nose sniff design. She's a branding and design expert. Uh, she specializes in the, the marketing efforts and branding and logo creation for uh, uh, pet industry professionals such as yourself. Again, if you're like most of the groomers that are out there, this skill kind of eludes us, right? So we might not necessarily, we might be really good at what we do, whether it's, it's grooming or whether it's sales or whether it's, it's, I don't care what skill you might have, but most of us don't have the special gift necessary to create our own marketing and branding materials, but Monica and, and, and her team at Sniff Design do. But bigger than that, Monica's providing us an opportunity to create a, uh, she's providing us some really great downloads that you can go to paragonpetschool.com and unlock those free downloads right now. You can go there and unlock those. And one of those is a checklist where you can use this checklist if you're interviewing folks that might have similar skills to Monica or that Monica does uh, if you choose to use somebody other than Monica. But anyway, she is, she's going above and beyond providing a free download to us. So, uh, so listen in. Uh, I like to say buckle up because she covers a lot of ground and uh, she's just a really cool individual. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Hey, Monica, welcome back to the Hey Joe podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be back. I say welcome back because Monica is a repeat guest to the Hey Joe podcast. And if you have not listened to the uh, previous episode from Monica, I definitely recommend that you go back and listen uh, to that. That first episode is branding and design. Uh, and I definitely, you know, the reason why I recommend to the Hey Joe listener audience out there to go back and listen to that because Monica does a great, great job of kind of defining what is branding and what is design and we've been kind of getting in the weeds a little bit we start talking about different executables and different ways of kind of carrying that off like website business cards and even something that I kind of dubbed the brand mirror so I'm not gonna tell you what it is go find out what it is go back to episode one and and and, and keep your ears open for the brand mirror so oof, might be scary but I definitely I definitely recommend doing that so Monica thanks again for uh, uh, hopping on a, uh, on a podcast with us I know that the first episode uh, uh, was met with uh, some really great great uh, uh, positive reception and I can't wait now to kind of take the audience the hey Joe listener audience to the next step so um, 
If for whatever reason you're one of those folks out there that want to just kind of hop in and listen to episode two first, okay, that's fine. So let me remind you about who Monica is. Uh, you've, I just did on the intro a little bit, but if you want to follow along, uh, you can go to uh, sniffdesign.com and uh, check out her website, her portfolio, uh, and everything that she has to offer uh, in that regard. But today, Monica is going to be talking to us about how to look for and find and even kind of vet, the, not vet like veterinarian, but vet, <laughs> like qualify the right creative service or, or, or service provider, uh, a creative provider for your business. So, uh, Monica, how are you doing and what's going on at Sniff? I'm doing good. Sniff Design's doing great. We are taking on lots of projects, doing branding and rebranding for various clientele. We've since launched a brand new social media monthly graphics program too. And uh, yeah, so things are, are going well. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, one really great part is, is in our first episode, you had also provided a, a branding starter checklist, uh, which uh, uh, are uh, podcast uh, listener audience could go and 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 look at download use um, but now we're going to be talking about okay what do you do next and so uh, let's say it's our audience and somebody's out there and it's like okay I'm ready to hire out for my creative needs but I don't know even what I'm looking for or who I'm looking for yeah. so how do we start them through that process so I will start off by giving you five uh, reasons why it's good to go with someone who is a professional for your creative needs. So first and foremost, they're going to save time because as a business owner, your time is invaluable. And Joe talked about that a little bit in the last podcast about if you try too much of it yourself, you may not know what you're doing and ultimately you know, you end up wasting time and that's something that we all once spent can't get back. Mm -hmm. And second, uh, it saves money because again, doing it right the first time around will be just that it's done right. And third is this person that's going to be going to work for you. They're going to know how to make you stand out from the pack. They're going to know what questions to ask, what things that they are going to need from you and really help you flesh out what is really needed in terms of the branding and or the design for your business. And then fourth, well, you're going to make an overall better first impression because you're going to have professionally um, created designs. So that's just an Quick for number four and last is you're going to get the logo and or the branding that you want again and that's because creative professionals were trained to take your vision and bring it to life you know what I really like about maybe we'll unpack a couple of these just real real quickly um, of course you know I, I, I would have probably uh, leapt to the assumption that maybe saving time and saving money, but that's because you specialize in the pet industry, right? So maybe one reason why they might consider using you and your team, but if they, let's say they, they have somebody that they want to use, whatever, it, it, no matter who they use, if they find a professional that kind of checks all the boxes and you're going to give us guidance as to maybe what that profile might look like to help them. But the Hey Joe listener audience out there, versus doing it yourself. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm guilty of, of trying to pretend that I can learn graphic design. I went out and I bought Photoshop, 
I uh, 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 bought a better phone or the better camera. You know, I had all the great intentions, but I will tell you what, that is definitely not one of my superpowers. And my guess is probably not a superpower of our listener audience. And there's probably some of you that it's your, it's your superpower, but I would think for the vast majority of our listeners, it's not your superpower. So yeah, you're going to save time and money, even though you're spending money uh, to have this done. You're definitely saving time and money. If, if this is what you're ready to, to, to do, if you're ready to move forward with it. Um, the, the, the one area, I guess the two topics there I'd like to unpack just briefly was better first impression. Um, we are a society. I like to call it a point and click society. So we, we want to be satisfied immediately. We want immediate gratification. And sometimes that immediate gratification is ruined uh, or we don't even, we don't even get a chance to, to, to connect with somebody because they have a bad first impression of us. And if it's your design, if it's your logo, if it's the colors you choose, you know, those types of things can, can, you can, you can lose a relationship before you even realize you might've had one to start. Right. Yeah. So first impressions are not just immediate impressions. They're lasting impressions. So you kind of lost on, you know, a twofold there if it's not good. So immediately you, you lose the audience and, and then long-term they're not going to come back. So that extends long-term. And, and, and again, the logo and the branding you want in the first episode, we kind of talked about, you know, those of us that went to high school, right. <laughs> Which is probably most of us. And some of us went to college. Um, we have this allegiance even sometimes I mean, them's fighting words between like, you know, certain college football teams, right? Just because of the colors or the, or the logos that they wear, you know, the, the mascots they wear when otherwise, if they're just walking around the mall, they, they might have a best friend relationship with somebody, but well, you start tying them to something that they can grasp onto and it becomes emotional, it becomes them. It becomes an extension of their identity. And to your point in tip number five, which is you get the logo and the branding that you want that you can align with it can be you if it if it can't be you then it's not right it, it, it you can't force some things i have a saying that we throw around a paragon is force equals failure if it doesn't feel right it's probably not right so branding and a logo is that personal that visceral would you agree yes i would agree yeah it's it's a it's kind of a big deal and more than people realize so it's immediate, you know, results and it's lasting results and long-term results. And it's just, I, I think you end up paying more if you don't um, opt to choose a professional creative of choice, uh, a professional creative of choice <clears throat> than versus doing it later down the road because sometimes your business changes and you never know what's going to be needed, what's going to happen, how you're going to grow or how quickly you're going to grow. You know, what if, what if you are all of a sudden so booked out, <clears throat> it's a six month wait list. You know, what, how are you going to deal with your branding then if it's not already, already done? Right. So and you have to go back and redo and spend more money as a result. Right. Nobody ever wants to kind of go back and, 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 and have a redo. Right. Or, and one could be great, but the whole kit and caboodle, the whole picture could even be better. It just tells a longer story. Uh, we, we referenced this in the first episode saying that it's like a, it's like a book with multiple chapters, but you only have one chapter to read, right? So it's just a piece of it, right? Um, so when, when we talk about uh, specific to logos and such, because logo is kind of maybe the, uh, maybe that's the anchor, 
right? The anchor in your brand might be the logo. So I, I know that you've got some really great logo examples on sniff, uh, sniffdesign.com. Uh, again, guys, go check it out. Uh, I think you're, <laughs> some of them are really cute. Some of them are funny, right? Uh, some of them are classy. So it all kind of depends on the personality of the, of the business owner and the business, right? But, but when it comes to, to logos, and, and, and uh, there are, uh, there are um, what about costs, cost considerations? When, 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 when folks are selecting uh, uh, to hire uh, a professional to, to design their logo, um, are there, some, are there some, some guardrails, some reasons why you might recommend that they hire it out versus kind of finding like a, a generic logo or trying something on their own? So yeah, so to start, just three, here are three reasons to hire a professional for your logo. So first is it's, um, it's best for owners that are wanting to place an emphasis on a unique logo and are, they're looking for one that's created just for them and them alone. It's also great for those looking to level up their business, AKA branding efforts. In other words, those who want to establish a timeless and lasting brand, they will and you know, they want to get the details right the first time. Third and final is it's great for owners that are looking to have a solid following um, or want to rebrand entirely. So basically it's about customization. Like how custom do you want this to be? How unique do you want this to be? Do you need to know that once this is created, it's only for you and your use and that's it. Pre-made logos, those can be a good option too especially if you are somebody who has a puppy budget and uh, I love that term <laughs> <laughs> a puppy budget. Yes. And secondly, if you need something fast, you know, you're just like, okay, we're ready to go. I've got less than 48 hours or 72 hours, what have you, they need it fast. And thirdly, they can find what their exact, you know, if, if they're good at looking for the right person, um, for the right company for this, they can find what they're looking for without having to go through any alterations of some sorts. In other words, it's like, I found it, good to go, awesome. Yeah, and then try laying in the, the name of your of your uh, uh, business into there and trying to figure out a font that'll match. And I mean, <laughs> you know, you start kind of Frankensteining some things together. And quite frankly, again, I'm just gonna say from my perspective, it never turns out the way that I have it in my head because I just don't have that. I don't have that gift. I don't have that. I don't have that ability, uh, or I like to call them superpowers. I don't have a superpower, right? So okay, so I'm going to hire it out, right? So there's some options. There's some options to hire it out. There's uh, companies like yourself and uh, at Sniff Design. Uh, so there's you know the Monica's out there, but then there are, and we'll probably have to leave the names out of the out of the podcast. But there are some internet providers. Right. Yeah. So there are some dot coms out there where um, uh, you can hire uh, for, you know, 30, 40 dollars, sometimes five dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. Somebody to do some freelance work for you um, through an Internet. Somebody you probably never talked to uh, and such. But what's is there really a difference between that? type of business and a professional designer, what, what, where can you take us with that? Yeah, there's a real big difference in that. Um, and not all of them are bad. Some of them, I mean, probably create some decent work, right? And sure. heck, if you've got, 
puppy budget's probably the least that I can even imagine happening. But if you've got less than a puppy budget, if you've got a, you know, a dog hair budget, I don't know. You don't even have the puppy, right? Yeah, a little but, newborn. Yeah, newborn budget, right? <laughs> but there, it comes with some caution. It does, yeah. So just some things to consider is some of these places, they don't really vet who's coming to work for them. Uh, a lot of these people, you know, if they have a computer and some software really consider themselves designers. And if you just take some time to really look at the work, it's going to be clear that they're not because they're, they're really bad. Um, they don't have a grasp of the basics when it comes to design. And I think that's something that's really important. If you're willing to invest any money at all, at least make sure this person that's going to be providing this type of service will have an understanding of the basics and then can showcase it in their portfolio. And then a lot of these places, because there's such a massive amount of uh, people coming there to find work, it's automated. So it's not always easy to reach out and uh, talk to somebody or to communicate openly or during your hours. A lot of these places, the people come from the other side of the world. And that also leads to cultural differences that you can find that may become a barrier. And the last is just speaking from personal experience, they tend to have a lot of work that has been stolen. Numerous times I have found the work for Sniff Design Studio stolen and used on there and I've had to really become a pit bull and really get them by their throat and say, hey, you need to remove this. So, really? Oh, I didn't, I never even thought about them taking and pirating, if you would, somebody else's stuff. They're notorious, unfortunately. And again, they're, mm. they're not, I've, it's been difficult to get these people once removed to not come back and do it all over again. And it, again, it has to do with it, the automation of it, the many, how many people are on there and it's just sort of a conglomeration of a mess, if you will. And yeah, trying to track them down and keep them from coming back. It's like that old carnival game, whack-a-mole, right? So, you know, they, they yeah. surface over here. And as soon as you address it over yeah. here, before you know it, it's happening over here. So, I mean, you could probably spend full-time work trying to track them down. I'll tell you an interesting personal story. During one of my moments of weakness, <laughs> I thought, well, I'm just going to hire out to one of these dot-coms. And I, you know, I struggled even providing the information because... Uh, to them because I didn't know necessarily what would help them. Uh, and they wanted me to tell them my story and, 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 and give information. Uh, but they didn't hold my hand through the process. And I know one of the really cool things you're going to provide to the Hey Joe listener audience is a, a checklist. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but I didn't have any of that. So after I thought I did a decent job, I guess, of, of, of telling them, you know, within, and this is what's really crazy is nothing was by telephone, right? So everything's typing and everything's, you know, on an internet and I have to within 1200 words, which seems like a lot, but shoot, if I, you read the transcripts and any these podcasts and an hour podcast, 45 minute podcast is thousands of words long. Mm -hmm. um, so I couldn't, I couldn't tell them my story. They couldn't learn from me. They couldn't know who I really was versus, so I, have, you know, sometimes I have a hard time typing you know, not typing, like physically typing, but conveying my thoughts uh, uh, through words in, in type uh, to properly help them. Knowing, of course, by reading their names or whatever, also knowing that there might have been a language, translation, or culture, cultural barrier there that, that uh, uh, 
complicated things. But anyway, back to personal story. So I got, uh, I, got I got a creative piece back. It was supposed to be like a sales flyer or whatever. And on the surface, I'm, oh, it's pretty good. I went to print it and there was, there was this shadow in the artwork. And I'm like, what is that? Right? So I look at, it was a watermark. And, and they had, I guess, purposely tried to mask the watermark, but did a poor job at that too. So I could see it on there. Now, you know, I guess buyer beware. Um, but boy, I was turned off after that. And it's unfortunate because I know everybody's out there trying to make a dollar for themselves, but goodness gracious, be careful, right? Yeah. And also, again, keep in mind, these are, they're looking for like generic jobs. You know, this isn't somebody that's going to take the time to learn about you, to learn about your business, who probably doesn't even understand, you know, what goes on with the pet industry, what's most relevant right now, what's trending, what's not, things like that. So that's something I think is one of the biggest points is these people are not going to have the kind of care that somebody I think here or even locally um, will have and be able to convey and work with you on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So let's talk about a couple of things. We're going to get down to some nitty gritty that maybe the, the audience can use. And just a reminder to the Hey Joe listener audience out there, who are we talking to? We're talking to Monica from, from Sniff Designs. And uh, you can check out her work at sniffdesigns.com. Uh, Monica is a uh, uh, just a, a, a branding and design expert, but bigger than that, she's specific to the pet industry. So she gets you. She understands who you are already before you even talk to her. And think about what that might save you in the learning curve of, of maybe vetting uh, a branding or design expert. So, uh, but Monica's going to give you information that you can go out and use to find any branding or, or design expert. So she's going to help guide you along the way uh, that way as well. So, um, so when I look at this, one of the things that just, just blows me away, and we kind of referenced this a little bit in the first episode. Again, if you haven't listened to the first episode, go back and check it out. Lots of good stuff. But let's say you're a professional dog groomer out there. And you can groom eight dogs a day, 10 dogs a day. Maybe you're a stud and you can do, you know, 10 or 12 dogs a day, whatever the number is, five dogs a day, doesn't really matter. Each one of those creations that you have that day, they come in, they look in a certain, they look a certain way. You make them beautiful. You send them home, right? Are you missing an opportunity to maybe showcase your work, take photos or learn maybe how to take better photos of your work? Because I think it's sort of criminal not to think about promoting that for yourself. Self-promotion. Again, I use the word, I probably didn't even come up with it. Probably Monica planted it subconsciously in my brain in a previous call, but uh, showcasing your work. So Monica, what about photography and, and, and why is it kind of critical to what we do and kind of keeping it front of mind? Well, again, it's, it's the easiest way it's, you know, with social media and us being able to show our pictures off, it's become show and tell for adults. So um, show and shout your business, you know, show the people why um, you are there and how well you work and the kind of work that you do. It reflects your branding as well. So it's another way that you can carry out um, maybe your colors or uh, use your logo as a watermark on your pics, therefore reminding people who you are. And then again, I think one of the biggest is people love, love, love seeing cute and happy pets. And this is the industry that you're in. We love them. We care for them. 
and as a groomer, especially somebody as yourself, like yourself, that's, that's what you do. You're in it for the health and the benefit of the dog. And so if you can take some pictures and just use it to show off your work, you're going to be selling without selling. You're going to be reminding people of who you are. You're going to be able to showcase your skill set. Um, and then also it just is another way to quickly relate and engage with your audience. People, groomers I have seen that have taken before and after pictures or just really super cute uh, pictures after a groomed dog, their likes are through the roof. People leave comments left and crazy. I mean, they're just gaga over these images. And with phones now getting better and better, you it's it's really quite easy to take a good picture. Just make sure to take your time and pause for a couple of seconds. Most phone settings have a um, a mode where you can tell the phone to take the picture by voice. So um, like my Samsung, I can say shoot and it will take the picture. So I can <laughs> have a picture. And so most phones um, have that built in. You just go to your settings and you can find it somewhere there. And then just um, turn off your overhead lights and then let as much natural light to come in and uh, take your photo there. And you're going to be amazed by just the clarity and the beauty of, of a simple picture. And again, it's just a really fun way to show off and uh, yeah, show and tell for adults. Well, and these and these are great tips that you give me. Who would have thought of turning off their overhead lights? Now, for some of you, like, okay, turn off my overhead lights. It's nighttime in my shop. <laughs> That's yeah. not going to work, right? Yeah. Um, do you do you have uh, uh, do you have or are you planning on having kind of a guide to taking better photos, or do you have? I, I've got a resource that I'd like to share with the team, but I I, I don't want to kind of want to maybe something you can provide or something you, that you do provide. Yeah, I can provide an additional guide that would have like maybe some tips and tricks that you can take and use to make really beautiful photography and tips that you would not have thought of that are just so cheap. It's unbelievable. So yeah, I can, um, you know, I do a lot of video. I do a lot of video work and one of the cheapest thing, I mean, to balance the light, you know, just to have a, literally I went to, 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 uh, one of these uh, big box stores and, and I bought this clamp on desk light that, you know, with a certain, uh, uh, wattage and a certain hue of light bulb, and it just totally balanced out the light. I didn't need these big, elaborate, tinted lights that photographers use. Listen, I got a puppy budget too on something. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you know, so we're all starting somewhere with everything, right? And as we get better, we can afford more. We, we do that. But um, I'm sure that you have a, uh, some of those tips and tricks. So I appreciate uh, the offer to put something together for the Hey Joe uh, listener audience. So uh, let's talk now about, okay, we're digging in. We Now we know why we want to do it. We know we want to do it. What kind of designer or creative service, how do we, how do we determine which one, which one will fit me to fit my business? So a couple of things for that. It's uh, first, if you found somebody and you really like them, take the time to look through the work. Take the time to go to their website. You know, what do you see being communicated? What are they talking about? What are they saying? Um, how does their portfolio look? And um, you know, this, again, this is somebody that doesn't have to be specifically like Snip Design where they've chosen to cater to this industry. This can be a local designer or if you have a family member that is a professional designer because there's so many other talented people out there that um, the best thing to do is just take your time to look at their work. How are they presenting it? And um, don't, 
don't be shy to pick up the phone and, and call and ask them questions. And I'll have a, a fabulous or AKA furbulous checklist that you can use that will give you just the very uh, questions to ask the potential creative service you're looking to vet. So um, uh, one of the things too, in, in, in regards to that is uh, maybe how long have they been working? You know, how long have they been providing this service? Uh, how extensive is their, their body work? And um, also location. You know, if you are looking for somebody and they're not quite local, are they here in the U.S. or are they overseas? And so, um, and if you, if they are overseas, you know, what kind of look and feel do you garner from their website? Does it look like they have a clear command of, of English, for example? So, yeah. 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 I, and, and again, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe it's best to have somebody local, but I don't know if that's necessary. Maybe local to the United States, that might be a, a definite big help. Um, but again, you kind of, you know, kind of hinted to uh, on the paragonpetschool.com webpage under uh, Monica's episode, uh, she has volunteered to provide a free uh, checklist, uh, uh, a questionnaire checklist so that you can actually have in, in your corner uh, uh, questions to ask designers, to ask graphic uh, uh, experts uh, uh, and, and marketers uh, so that you can uh, hone in on who might be a, a, a good fit for you. Listen, they might be phenomenal, but they might be phenomenal for somebody else, not necessarily for you. And uh, so we want to, you know, we, we don't want to say that there are, and there are some not so good ones, but there's a lot of really talented people, but it doesn't mean that they understand your business. And, uh, but to have that checklist provided to you for free at paragonpetschool.com by uh, Sniff Design by Monica, who knows you and knows your business already, that's at least half the battle when you're trying to vet those people. Maybe you just want to remove all of the complexity and go straight to Monica. Totally your call, but at least you have a tool and an option to go in a variety of different directions. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, uh, and, and I know we, we kind of teased this in the first episode, but when we start talking about elements of branding and such, um, one, of the, one of the topics that we talked about is, is color, right? So color evokes a myriad of different emotions, right? So I know that we're, we're talking right now about uh, uh, selecting and vetting creative designers, but shouldn't we have some things kind of going into that conversation about uh, kind of preloaded in our brain? And, and one of those might be colors. Mm -hmm. so, do you mind talking to the Hey Joe listener audience about the importance and, and kind of the different distinctions and, and feelings that are evoked. And this is guys, this is not just Monica's opinion or Joe's opinion on color. This is science folks. I mean, yes. it is clear. You can go and check this out on the internet. You'll be shocked mm -hmm. uh, at the study behind the psychology that's uh, uh, supporting color choice. So Monica's going to, can you give us a kind of a glimpse as to what you've learned? Yeah. So color psychology really is a, uh, uh, this, the discussion at hand that color works at a subconscious level. It's faster than words or images and creates a gut response. That's how uh, powerful it is. And, um, you know, a good professional is going to come in and not only know this, but they're going to be able to utilize that and then help build what you need to be built out creatively speaking. And um, 
you know, four, there are four main personalities that your business will fall into when it comes to determining your colors. And so the four are your spring personality. Those tend to be creative, inspirational, expressive. Um, this personality values light, clarity, and simplicity. The second is the summer personality. And this is someone who's more refined, aspirational, and elegant. This personality is often considered romantic, organized, and focused on the detail. And then also soft, delicate, and muted colors tend to epitomize this palette. Third is the autumn personality, and that actually is uh, me. <laughs> I'm in autumn. And these are passionate, ethical, and authentic. The autumn personality tends to have a strong connection to nature or the past. And the colors here tend to be warm, intense, muted, and prominent. So think of colors like um, burnt umbers or brick reds, pale straws to vintage grays. Last, winter personality. This is a personality of extremes. So like they're cold hearted like me. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to hit my season and so far you no, haven't. No. I'm, wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering if I'm in the winter personality. I don't know. It could be. Well, they're luxurious, they're opulent, and dramatic. Oh, see? I knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these, these peeps are uh, people with high-end experts with no frills and no fuss. And the colors here tend to be intense and cool. It tends to be where black is most appropriately applied. And then think of colors like ice blues, dark blues, sparkling metallics, which I love, blacks. And by blacks, I mean, there are such thing as warm blacks and cool blacks. And depending on how you use them, they can make your branding look really um, 3D dimensional or really flat. Mm. So, okay. So answer. Okay. I get all of that. And, and, and what I really like about it is that my guess is your list of questions are going to help pull from, you know, potential pull from these business owners, right? It's going to pull and it's going to then try to categorize them. It's going to try to start putting them into something that's a natural acceptance to them and, a, and, a, and, and, and something that they can align with, right? Uh, because you're matching it up to their personalities. What about if let's say, um, Okay, I'm a winter personality. We've already identified that, right? So I'm a winter personality, but I live in a spring personality community. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do now? <laughs> well, it's, it, it's what, what do you want your business to reflect? Do you want it to reflect where you're at community-wise, or do you really want it to reflect you? And then I think in a sense, be more authentic. And then you're gonna stand out as a result. And I think the right professional is going to know how to either help you make the decision for one for the other, or maybe a combination, dun, 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 of the two. Again, something that's just for you, that's thought out, that's explored, and a real one-on-one -on -one experience. And again, we think, dream, eat, and sleep in color. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I guess, and we didn't hear that during show prep. So I'm glad <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with the answer, but I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm pleasantly, uh, 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 not surprised, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that 
you know, there's a lot of times in product development, which is part of my background and branding and marketing and sales and all of that. And, you know, one thing, you know, it's kind of one-on-one, right? It's not about us. It's about them. And, you know, it's always about the customer and the customer is the center of our world and the customers are nucleus and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, and I agree with a lot of that, right? And even doing package design and such, when you put a product out there, it has to reflect, it has to attract the customer because if it doesn't, if it's just about me, they may, they may not pick up that product or in, in this case, come in and purchase our services like boarding or grooming or daycare or whatever. Uh, so I like that you said sometimes that that, that, that is the, sometimes it's a blend. Yeah. This might be me as a personality. Maybe it's reflected in my logo slightly, but when I put what we do out there, maybe then it's speaking to the spring personality community that I live in. I like to say that, you know, certain, I've been in some really cool places in this country and some people are definitely more outdoorsy type mm. of folks, more naturalists. Uh, and some people are not in certain areas. Um, so, you know, if, if I'm trying to put on a persona of being somebody from Arizona, right. So I'm trying to bring that flavor to Northern Michigan, mm-hmm. maybe a rub. <laughs> yeah, no, I know here in Oregon, it's, it's, it's just full of people who love trees and nature. I love, you know what I call you people up there? Crunchy. <laughs> I love crunchy people. Right. You're my, you're my, crunchy. I do. You're my granola crunchy people. I love. Oh, that's awesome. I do. I love crunchy people. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of, you know, I am not a crunchy granola person. Actually, I am. An, um, I have somewhat of a blend, you know, in that I am an autumn personality, so that kind of folds in. But I love clean, crisp, classy, elegant items too. I love the sparklies. I love the feminine. You're not going to find me in a flannel shirt. Never. You will find me instead of, of like a, you know, uh, like even that. pink, even pink flannel. I mean, <laughs> no, no, do no compromise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pink, pink no. flannel with sequins. We already identified you like the flashy metallic stuff, right? <laughs> I do. But you know, I also like the retro. I love retro uh, early American retro, think 1930s and 40s. So oh, right cool. now, yeah. uh, the rose gold and the golds are taking off like crazy. And I think it's beautiful. I really do. But I love brushed nickels. I love silver. So yeah, it's uh, a lot of times it's going to be a blend. Your your personality is going to be part of your branding, part of the designing, because it has to be. Otherwise, how the heck is the designer going to know which direction they're, they are to take things? So, um, you know, hopefully you find somebody that will also be giving you a really good questionnaire where they can kind of ask you a lot of questions to delve a little deeper in, in finding what you need. So, and a lot of times it tends to be a blend. There's, there's a blending of a lot of things because we're complicated. You know, people are complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like you know the the complementing colors on the on the on the is it color wheel? Am I right? Color wheel? Yes. Maybe is that, is that a term? I think I, I yeah. vaguely remember that coming out of 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 my art classes in elementary school. Yeah, complementary uh, colors. That's it. Complementary colors, right? Yes. I don't know. I always mixed them all. They came out like brown, black, whatever. <laughs> uh, so well, of course they did because I'm a winter personality apparently. Um, so for the Hey Joe listener audience out there. Uh, so maybe some of them are like, okay, okay, okay. Where do I start? What is what is step number one? So Monica, 
if you were, if you now you're in directly, you're in the ears of all of the Hey Joe listener audience out there, what's step number one? Well, step number one would be uh, going to the site to download a checklist and it's just going to be reiterating everything that we've spoken about here and I will have it broken down. So you have, will have some very specific questions to help vet for that right person or creative service for you. And, uh, and then, you know, just again, take your time to research, you know, don't be in so much of a rush. You feel like you end up compromising that because if you do, you usually end up regretting it. So go with your gut instinct on that one. Well, I think, I think in this process, one of the things we're going to try to make it as easy for you guys as possible. And that is go to paragonpetschool.com and unlock the free downloadable uh, checklist uh, on uh, what we're calling a designer interview guide. Um, but one thing I, I can almost guarantee you is that through this process, I think you're going to learn something about yourself. Uh, in fact, I, I almost expect that you will learn something about yourself through the process of helping to try to identify who you are and who and how you want to be represented to your uh, to your customers. And again, the colors, the brands, the imagery, the all of these things you're working so hard to do, put it in front of the customers' faces as often as possible. It is your brand and your uniqueness and what makes you special. Uh, especially when compared to other pet care uh, providers in in your area, and uh, done well, it doesn't have to be expensive. Done well, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It just has to be as close to correct as possible, and and not abrasive and welcoming to your to your to your customers. Because as we've often said, we are in a high touch business, not a high tech business. So, what what captures the emotion uh, of your customers and and again, even if you have a two or three week waiting list or you can't accept another dog into your daycare business or whatever, it's still important that you represent your brand because your customers need to maintain that uh, confidence with you and your brand beyond the services that you offer. So yeah. believe it or not, and I've seen this happen a lot of times, well, heck, I could be right now wearing a a logoed shirt for a golf course or for a food product or what talk about a brand home run when they're wearing your brand on their body or the dog has a you know a collar with your brand if they're willing to wear your brand you've done it well that's one in the in the in the in the win column for your brand would you agree I would. Not only are they going to wear your brand, they're going to be sharing your brand then. That's what yeah. ultimately it leads to. Yeah. And, and, and there is that brand loyalty that happens where you're either a Pepsi person or you're a Coca-Cola person. And again, I'm fighting words in some family reunions. <laughs> uh, not necessarily the Zuccarello family reunion. Usually it's a different kind of beverage. But, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but to my point is, what, what stake do they have in that? brand game zero but they own it for whatever reason it's part of them now indirectly them being the individual who is consuming that i think the brand people people want to be proud of where they spend their money so give them a reason to do it 
So Monica, um, thank you again so much. You are just an incredible human being, an incredible resource for the Hey Joe listener audience out there. Uh, again, paragonpetschool.com, and you can find and unlock, unlock the free uh, uh, designer interview guide checklist, and Monica might actually throw a couple of other bonuses out there for us. So uh, be sure to go right away to that and, and scoop that up and put it to work for you. Uh, again, just a reminder that the Hey Joe listener audience out there, this podcast thrives on the questions that we receive from our listener audience, just like you. So if you have a question that you would like for us to go and find a subject matter expert on and present on, uh, it's really easy to make us uh, aware of what that question might be. Simply email us at heyjoequestions at paragonpetschool.com. Monica, thank you again so much. And we look forward to hearing from you uh, several times uh, in the in the upcoming months and years.